This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone, Everybody Loves Raymond, and the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know what I did? I'm going to rent a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. That's why I love this podcast. You are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Oh, yeah. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw that late fee. Yeah. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Massive Late Fee, your Fred Stoller approved show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Uh, not too bad. And yourself? Good. We've had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. Busy week uh, here. How was your Thanksgiving? It was all right. How was yours? Pretty good. We, we you know, we just... We had it here. We had uh, each of the kids and the adults pick a side so that we didn't make a ton of food. So everyone got to choose one side that they wanted to have, and then we had turkey. Fairly traditional. Yeah, ours was pretty. Like normally, we'll have like my dad comes to town. He lives in Florida, but mm-hmm. uh, you know he wasn't this year. Um. So yeah, we didn't really. I, I, Thanksgiving is not really my favorite holiday to begin with. I mean, it's just why is it there? I mean. It's good in theory, but the whole it's like Columbus Day. The whole background is highly suspect. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and I hate when people call it Friendsgiving. It's like, fuck you, you loser. You don't have a family <laughs> or, or uh, loved ones. Oh, it always reminds me of that guy whose bumper sticker we we ridiculed while he walked past us. The, uh, well, I love my friend, or I love my family. I love my country. And then we just called him a freak, and then he walked walked right past us to go to that car. Yeah, I think he was like a, a Catholic radio station, which I didn't know there were. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Over on the AM dial. Oh, my goodness. You know, he uh, supported Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, but, yeah, this is Massive Late Fee, the show that we do once a week so that both of us can get out of putting our kids to bed once a week. Oh no, I put mine to bed and then do the show. Oh, I have I have my wife do it. I'm like, it's your you're doing it tonight, honey, because I've got I got the show. It's too important. Uh, I put a piece of furniture together today, Mike. That took up most of my day. <laughs> I'm at that age now where where putting together a single piece Jeez. of furniture uh, takes up most of my day. It was um. It's a TV stand slash fake uh, fireplace, like one of those space heaters that looks like a fireplace. Yeah, that's uh, you don't see that the other way very often. You don't see like a like an air conditioning unit that's uh, shaped like an igloo or something like that. <laughs> or a fan, <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't. You don't get that much, but yeah, the uh, the. Living room. Yeah, that is weird. Uh, our weird, like, kind of like you know. Well, that's good. But, you know, like, we like like to pretend we're still like you know living in the wilderness and mm-hmm. you know in like the finest comforts. That's right. That's the best. That's the best. The best way to camp is you know it, taking a house with you, basically. Right. <laughs> with a television and a stove and a refrigerator and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I got some bad news for you, Mark. What's that? Quibi is done. It's over. Oh, no. What about that That great, what was it called? The 50 States of Fear? The first one that they did was Michigan. I'm, I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I, I is that a Quibi show? I honestly don't know anything about it. Yeah, Sam Raimi wrote and directed some. Uh, uh, I'm a woman and I've got a golden arm and I I love my my golden arm's more important than my life kind of thing. I I don't know. What? Yeah, she had some kind of golden arm or something. I I don't know. Um, but that was is it like a rejected Bond villain. I guess supposedly it was going to be each state's like an urban legend unique to each state's, and they were gonna make and they were gonna make a horror like like a Twilight Zone type thing. Uh, anthology series and Michigan was the first one go us was it based on like actual urban legends I guess I don't know what uh what kind do you of... think the red devil is like and there's like you know the what is it the wolfman of Michigan and grassman and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. or really the best one is uh did uh Kwame Kilpatrick uh, have any involvement in the death of the uh, prostitute on the night that he had a huge party in his mansion I, I agree <laughs> but apparently the Golden Army. Did he ever get? Did he ever get released? No, I think he's still in jail in Texas, right? They said they, there were some reports like a couple weeks ago that he was like about to be released due to COVID. Oh, because he's he's got the diabetes, so uh, he's. High well, I mean, risk. just because I mean, you know, he's. I mean, he he did like financial crimes. I don't think he's really a threat to society unless you elect him to oh, office, right? <laughs> We're we're releasing him from jail because of COVID, and we're also uh, letting him run this hedge fund because of COVID. <laughs> Here's all our money, Kwame. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. Is he still in jail? Uh, let's see. I mean, he'd still have supporters, you know. I'm sure he he could be reelected if it was allowed. He's been, yeah, he's been released. You're right. He's been uh, granted COVID-19 privileges. They said, come back, though, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, wow. I, know, was, I didn't see the follow-up story. I just heard that he might be released. God damn, man. That that dude's been in prison for a long time. I mean, not not undeserving, but geez, man, he's been he's been in prison for he deserved to go to jail though when he when he had that press conference where they where they buried the N-word. They put it in a like in a literal grave. Well, I know that upset you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, the hard R version. I'm taking it back. <laughs> Did they cut over to uh, Quentin Tarantino just like dabbing at his eye with a handkerchief right. that said the N-word on it? No, I have no problem with burying it, like, symbolically, but I just thought it was dumb. <laughs> like an actual grave. Yeah, I don't know. Apparently... Good the, thing that worked. Uh, yeah, right? No one says it in Detroit anymore. Apparently, the Golden Arm is a folklore uh, story appearing in multiple cultures. Uh, it was told by Mark Twain once. Uh, is this you, the basis for the movie Rookie of the Year? I think so, yeah. Let's see. Uh, the tale begins with a death or a recently deceased victim who has an artificial limb, usually an arm, made of gold. And the words funky butt leaven were carved into the arm. The victim has their limb stolen and their death most often by a loved one or trusted one in greed. Okay, so basically it's like a... It's like a monkey's paw type situation where it's like it, it gives you all this stuff, but it's uh, everyone wants to kill you for it. Yeah, that sounds fun. I've never seen that before. It sounds stupid, and I've never heard that story. And like you said, the Red Devil one is much better. Yeah. Are or people the, are people familiar with that? Patrick. Um, maybe. 
Well, if I mean, I know there's a local beer called Le Petit, Petit, uh, whatever the devil word is. I'm trying to learn French uh, because my daughter wants to learn it, but I'm I'm way behind. I haven't really been uh, brush. I haven't been studying it regularly, but my Russian is uh, improving dramatically. Yeah, Nain Rouge. Yeah, I don't. I I swear, French people are just pronouncing words that way to fuck with the rest of us. Yeah, I agree. Like when I look at the words and like the way they're pronounced on like my uh, Duolingo, uh, shout out to Duolingo. If you want to give me a free Duolingo account, uh, let me know. Yeah, give me one too. Yeah, I, it's just, I use it for, for the way German. It, yeah, there's unfortunately there's a lot of languages I'd like to learn, mm-hmm. uh, but yep. uh, yeah, I don't know uh, Russian. I'm kind of familiar with French. Seems kind of like a pointless language because I mean, where do they speak it? Quebec, uh, France, the Caribbean. Where else? Yeah, and even in in Quebec. They mostly speak English too, and France. Even in France, they speak a lot of English and Arabic. Yeah, that's true. Arabic's are really uh, a, a one that would be useful, I would think. Or Farsi. There's a lot of dialects, so that's that. That's part of the problem with Arabic is there's a lot of different languages around that region. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It's. I mean, if you know English well enough, you're probably okay. Yeah. Sorry to be a, uh, a chauvinistic American, but that's kind of the truth. An Anglophile. No, I think that implies that I care about the English, and I don't. That's true. When did the Saxons join the Anglos? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I? You know what I watched this week, though, Mike. I watched no. uh, Saved by the Bell, the reboot years. Oh, yeah. You're, you're telling me about that, but it just sounded so bad that I didn't even want to. I, I, I can't imagine it was good for one minute. One minute's worth of material is, is good, and that is impossibility. It's actually not terrible, but it's not good either. They do. So what they try to do is remember in the or like early to mid-90s when – some studio executive that was a child in the 1970s said, I loved the Brady Bunch when I was nine years old, so let's make a movie out of the Brady Bunch. And See, I actually thought those movies were kind of funny. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, And someone got a, someone got a hold of it and was like, okay, but let's, let's poke fun at all the ridiculously stupid shit about the TV show and make that a big part of the joke. Uh, that's kind of what this show does. So huh. there's two worlds. Okay, so the the setup for this is Time that out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, that's part of the problem. Timeout is still part of the world and that's part of the problem. That's one of the things they do wrong cuz they do some stuff right, but they do a lot of stuff wrong too. So the the setup for it is that Zach Morris is the governor now somehow. Uh of California? Yes. And he has cut $10 billion from the budget in order to balance the budget. And, and, and he decided to cut it out of, the educa- out, of, out, of, out of education, which makes sense for him, I suppose. Uh, and so because of that, a lot of schools had to close. So someone comes up with the idea of, hey, why don't we have, you know, all these low-income schools that closed, why don't we have these kids go to Bayside or to go to different schools, right? And, you know, like in rich, richer neighborhoods. So one of the schools that close, uh, the people the people go to Bayside, and they're each assigned a Bayside buddy to, like, help them acclimate them, themselves to the school. 
And so we we essentially follow three characters, which are all characters of color. There's a, a Latino, a black woman, and a black uh, guy. And then we have Zach Morris's son, uh, Jesse Spano's son, who works and she works at the school. So does Slater. Oh, I thought Jesse would have figured that out. <laughs> and, uh, and then, um, and Tori's then daughter. And then, oh, and you know who else? Uh, a transgendered girl uh, is one of their friends. Her name is Lexi, I think. So those are the three. Those are the three Bayside characters. The funny part that the funny thing that they've done to this is like at the beginning, you know, uh, Zach's son. I can't even remember his name, Carter or something like that. He's like uh, he's he's feuding with Lexi because he's like, uh, who's going to get the best parking space? It's a typical like Bayside problem. And then these three people like real world characters come in and they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like they, 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 they're kind of like audience surrogates. They find everything that they're, that these characters are doing are ridiculous and sitcommy. So it's, it's a, a clash of those two worlds, which is a really, it's the only way to do this. It's the only way to do this that where it could be any good. Like whoever came up with that idea, that's a good idea. The problem is, is our main our main character, uh, the Latino character, the Latino girl. At one point, she goes time out, and then she turns and talks right to the audience, and she talks right to the audience like three or four times, and that destroys it. She is no longer now a realistic character. She's She's part of the farce of she shouldn't be the one doing time. First of all, no one should be doing the timeout thing. But if anyone's going to do it, it would have to be Zach's son. This is some genetic uh, wizard power that he's been able to pass along to his offspring. But you, do you think t- that's how he became the governor? Apparently, yeah. Timeout. <laughs> like, uh, like, what? Who would vote for you? And he goes, timeout. He's like, stuffs the ballot boxes. Right. It's the voter fraud that Trump was looking for. Yeah, and then he sues constantly and has like, can you believe there was voter fraud in Edison County, Michigan? <laughs> That's right. Of all places. Edison County. Uh, but anyway, so, so yeah, that's, that's a big thing that they do that's wrong is they, they give her that. I know they want her to be the character that we're seeing most of the show through, but don't give her a farcical sitcom power. If you're trying to make her a realistic counterbalance to the wacky insanity of the rest of the show, it just, it didn't, that really grated and it didn't work for me at all, but they did a lot of other things, right? Where they, like I said, they, it's an interesting, you know, like cross between the two, between two different genres, basically. Um, they, they, like it's on the Peacock network, uh, the Peacock streaming service. They, the first one's free. It's like drugs. The first one's free. The next one, you got to sign up for Peacock, the premium service for four ninety nine or five ninety nine or something like that. And this and the third one, you have to send Brendan Tartikoff a picture of your dick. <laughs> that's true, and that's going to be difficult because he's dead. We'll just uh, you know address it to uh, you know have it hell. Lord, he had something to do with Disney, I think. Right, so they—they they, all everyone that has I anything to do with know, Disney. I don't know, but probably. Somewhere. 
But anyway, so it's not good enough to inspire me to spend money on yet another streaming service, so I'm not going to be doing that. Did you uh, Did you think, uh, thinking now, do you think Saved by the Bell was a good show? No. I think I feel that even at at the time we were watching it happen in real real time, it was like ironically liked for the most part because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's it it was like I don't I don't know if I want to say it was ironically liked, but it was we all knew it was cheesy, but we just didn't oh, yeah. care. I mean, I, I I watched it, but I honestly don't know why. I mean, it's not like I was compelled. I mean, what's her name, Tiffany Amber Thiessen? I thought was pretty attractive, but I yeah. mean, you know. If it came out today, I, I wouldn't, you know, watch it. Just, I mean, I wouldn't watch a TV show because somebody was attractive. I'd go to uh, xvideo.com. Right. xvideo.com, if you want to send us uh, <laughs> free subscriptions, go ahead. That's right. I'd go to their OnlyFans. Uh, every model out there, if you want to send us yeah, free, I don't know anything about, free OnlyFans. I don't really understand. Is OnlyFans like, uh, like, are, is it all nudity or, or what? I don't, I don't really get what that is. I think what is it's like Patreon with videos. I think what it's, yeah, basically, I think what it started out as was a Patreon type thing where it's like, Hey, are you a creator? Are you an artist? Uh, you know, if you're like, yes. a, if you're, if you're a YouTuber, if you're a, pod- oh, you're an artist, if you're a podcaster, like all that stuff, you can put your shit on here and put it behind a paywall and say, Hey, you need to pay, you know what you can name your own price. You need to pay, you know, a dollar a month and then you can get access to my premium content. Um, but a lot of, I don't know exactly how it started, whether it was uh women in the porno industry because I know I I there's a lot of porn, pornographic actresses on there, or if it was just regular women, or, or I don't know. Somehow it became known though that women took their you know took nude photos or or sexy photos and and put it on there. I explained it to my wife the other day, like what it was, and I was like, if you were 19 when this came out, do you think you'd do it? And she was like, No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, so little technical difficulties there, a little, little, little peek from the inside. Um, but yeah, OnlyFans. Uh, I asked my wife if she would have it, if she would have had an OnlyFans if it existed when she was 19, but she said no. And then she asked me if I'd have one, and I don't think so. Oh, I definitely would if I was, uh, you know, like 19 and single and uh, in decent shape. OnlyFans.com or dot org well the th- you've got uh you know you got something to show off <laughs> my personality that's right you're sparkling personality. Of, of uh joe montigna mm-hmm. <laughs> i heard you're more like so. milton burl old and dead well that's a joke for all the uh <laughs> i don't know who's gonna get that joke out there if you got that, you'll probably forget a few minutes. If you got that joke, uh, just tweet at us, yes or no, no context, just yes or no. If you got the joke, and by tweet I mean send a telegram. Yeah, exactly. See if you can get the Pony Express to deliver something. You know, I always heard that the Pony Express was only around for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's weird that it has such like a fanfare, so much so that uh, Kevin Costner made a movie that was uh, probably a tribute to it. I didn't see it. That's my guess. The Postman. Oh yeah, I don't know. Maybe I th- was we, that- we, we should do a live watch of that. Isn't it like really long though? 
I think so, yeah. Is that is that a remake of The Postman Always Rings Twice, or is that like a post-apocalyptic world, or what? <laughs> yeah, it's post-apocalyptic. I guess they're doing a remake with uh, Post Malone. <laughs> the Post Malone Always Rings Twice? No, I meant of The Post Postman, and he's always eating post-brand cereals. There you go. It's post. It's it's a reboot slash sequel. So it's a it's post postman. Post Malone is post postman in the post postman. Yeah, while well, you were you you as you mentioned had technical difficulties. I, I don't know what the hell is going on here. I'm reading this thing. I don't know if they're doing a new cut of the Godfather three or if someone's just like trying to like apologize for it. But it, it's a weird article that I'm reading. Hence the Joe Montagna reference earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they had. A, I think they released a director's cut of that. I believe, like recently. yeah, it looks like it's coming. It's going to the movies. LOL. Uh, this Saturday and Sunday. Why? I don't know. And then it's going on a Blu-ray because you know we all have physical media devices. Yeah, exactly. Why don't uh, Why don't you send it on VHS, guys? It doesn't mention whether or not uh, um, Francis Ford Coppola's personal friend Victor uh, De Selva, who uh, filmed himself raping a child, is involved or not. Yeah, not no no uh no word. He might be uh busy making Jeepers Creepers 3. Jeepers Creepers 69 more like. Right. I that, think there is a Jeepers Creepers 3. That does give that title a a new meaning. Yeah, Jeepers, at least he was uh, still supporting him after he got out of prison. Oh god. Jeepers Creepers. There is a Jeepers Creepers 3, you're right. Did you? Uh, I, I didn't think the first one was that good. Did you watch anything else other than the uh, the Save by the Bell thing? Um, let's see what else. Uh, Carol and I have been watching Big Love, uh, but that's I mean that's old. Uh, Is that Bill Pullman or Paxson? Yeah, Bill Bill Paxson. I swear it makes me so angry when I find out how Mormons do the uh, multiple wife thing. It's like they they take all the fun out of it. They really do. Like, yeah, I'm married five times now. Oh, it's your... Nope, none of that. <laughs> it seems like you'd have to have a pretty good salary to support uh, five wives. Yeah, this guy on this show's got three wives, three houses, all, like, next to each other. But he does own Home Depot or a Home Depot-like company. Home Plus. Lowe's? Home Plus, I believe it's called. HQ? Yeah, HQ Trivia. He owns that yeah. app. Yeah, I think the the one one of the guy, one of the guys from the Tiger King thing. Uh, I don't know his name. The bald guy. I think he had like three wives in three different houses. Oh, they compounds. The one that looks like um, uh, Kevin... the guy from uh, RoboCop Two. Right. Um. What is his? What is that guy's name? He's a real fucking creep. He was in Heat as well. Oh, the guy from RoboCop Two. Yeah, the bad guy, uh, Kane from RoboCop 2. He was the guy in the wheelchair in Heat. Oh, uh, yeah. What the hell's his name? Um, uh, Kane. Yep, his name's Kane. <laughs> Just Kane. Is it... Uh, oh, damn it. What's his name? He was... I, be- I believe he was also the Reaper in True Life... Or, no, The Last Action Hero. Um... Tom Noonan? I think you're right, yeah. I don't know if that was, it was his name, the, the Ripper, not the Reaper. Let me look up Tom Newman. Tom Newman, or Noonan, I mean. Uh, Noonan. 
Uh, he's an d- American actor, director, screenwriter, perhaps known for his roles as Francis Dollaride Hyde in Manhunter. Uh, really? He was Francis Dollaride in Manhunter? I don't remember that at all. He was Frankenstein's monster in the Monster Squad. Very good. And Kane in RoboCop 2. Uh, Ripper in The Thank Last you. Action Hero. Sammy Barthon in, Schen- in heat. Schenectady, New York. Which, uh, come on, no oh one, I, no one no, knows no, him from movie. Schenectady, New York. No, my my dad convinced me that it was like a gangster movie. That's how he got me to see that movie. I'm oh, like, where the fuck are those gangsters? <laughs> was he also in uh, Heat? Let's see. Let me look up his filmography. What year would you think uh, Heat came out? He's also in ninety five or ninety six. FX too. Ninety five. Ninety five. You're right. He played Kelso. From that 70s show in Heat. My friend's a rapist! (laughs) To be fair, Zeno made him do it. Damn, Jackie! He's raping that kid! Uh, But you didn't take me to prom or whatever. Yeah, right. Oh my goodness. RoboCop 2. Is RoboCop 2 better than RoboCop 1? I feel that it is. I, but I think everybody else would disagree with me. I, I honestly like RoboCop 2 a lot. So RoboCop 1, I think, is is a better like political and social satire movie. You know, it's it's a You know what they you know what they say RoboCop 1 is, right? What? A metaphor for the crucifixion of Christ. You know who says yeah. that? <laughs> the director. Yeah. Uh what's his name? Vander Hooven. Van yeah. Vandersloot, maybe? Yeah. Jorn Vandersloot. <laughs> Paul Van Anderhosen? Yeah. Vander? I don't know. Uh, Paul Verhoeven. Yes. Irvin Kirshner directed the second one. He he directed uh, Return of the Jedi. So. Well, I wonder why it fucking sucks. Oh, wait, actually, no. I just said I liked it. The Empire Strikes Back. The Empire Strikes Back, actually. Sorry. The 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 good one, the best of the star Star Trek Star Wars movies. Yeah, that one's okay. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in that one. It's probably like some fucking like dumb shit. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. The first the first line of this plot. Summary, My whole planet was destroyed. Darn it! The first one. The first. Uh, but yeah, they're they. They are chill like psychopaths in in some of those like Princess Leia's entire planet gets destroyed and she's upset for half a scene about it. I mean, it's just a fucking tongue fucker brother, so you know. Yeah, that's true. The first line of the plot summary of RoboCop Two is set in dystopian Detroit. So now, oh, when when are we getting our RoboCop statue? That's what I want to know. That's right. Or monolith, maybe instead. Now that the trends have turned, yeah. Have you, did you see that about the Utah monolith? Everyone's like, "Oh, somebody put this monolith in the desert in Utah, and now they took it away." And it's like, yeah, it's an art installation project. It's not really that. Yeah, not really that big of a yeah, mystery. They, and they say it, they think it actually happened around 2015 or 16 because some movie was filming there around that time. I don't, I don't remember when, but like, and then like some people like. Use Google Maps and figured it out. And now I guess there's a monolith in Romania or something like that. Oh, okay. I don't remember when. I've never heard that movie. Is that a movie about Alzheimer's? I'm not sure. 
I don't recall. It's a movie for Alzheimer's patients about Alzheimer's, and no one ever. Isn't that the a walk to remember or something? Yeah, that's that's the best. <laughs> that's the best marketing for a movie ever. Make a movie about Alzheimer's for Alzheimer's patients, and then they'll go see it, and then they forgot they saw it, and they go see it. Uh, uh, uh. So many, so many repeat uh, tickets. It's the number one grossing movie of all time. Yeah, it's messed up now. But back when I was like, I don't know, nine or ten, uh, my great grandmother had Alzheimer's, and we had like we were at these cabins in uh, North Carolina or Tennessee, I think North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And we there was this place that had like gag gifts, you know, so they had like these jokes. And uh, well, we just played them on her over and over because she forgot them. Oh God! But as a child, it was a lot of fun. The, in that big love, his mom, Bill Paxson's mom, ends up getting dementia. And in one scene, we're watching the show, one scene, they're, they don't even call attention to it, but they've got uh, one of those picture frames that were kind of new at the time that hooks up to, like, I think it's just electronic. Like a USB card or something? Yeah, and it, it, it flips through a bunch of pictures. <laughs> And I was like, what a great thing to put in a dementia patient's room. Here's uh, something that uh, changes without warning. Have fun. Yeah. But, uh, it's yeah. Like, like uh, comedian Doug Stanhope, his, uh, I don't know if they're still together. I assume so. He has a, uh, like, you know, he's he's not his girlfriend, Bingo. Mm-hmm. She has, like, a lot of, like, you know, she has, like, schizophrenia and stuff like that. Oh, nice. And uh, so they're in Arizona where that uh, that guy shot the uh, congresswoman, mm-hmm. uh, Jared, Jared something. And, like, you know, he was, like, you know, this kind of, like, he had, like, some, you know, mental issues. Yeah. And so he says, um, to go to this place to get, like, the free service for, like, mental health, she has to go to the strip mall into a building called, like, it, I can't remember what it stood for, but it was, but the initials were CIA. Oh, God. And then she, had to t- then she had to talk to a therapist through a computer. And he's like, yeah, I wonder why there's all this fucking, you know, crazy people in Arizona. Yeah, no shit. Ugh. Arizona, Utah. He was released by COVID two, you know. He was COVID two. Wait, wait. So yeah, seventeen, seventeen before before the ones we have now. <laughs> that one wasn't that bad. COVID two just gave you uh, light delusions of grandeur. Who who yeah. was Doug Stanhope? Or Doug Stanhope was in jail. What? Who who was released by the the COVID? I was I was kidding. I said Jared Lautner was released due to uh, COVID. <laughs> the one that shot like, Gabby. Probably make it sick. The one that shot Gabby Jeff Giffords. Jeffords. Yes. Giffords. I think I think they'll let the Night Stalker out too. Nice. They should. Richard Ramirez. I don't care what anyone says. That guy was messed up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sick of the Night Stalker defenders out there. Yeah, there actually are. Like, I think I don't know if he was married in on trial or in prison, but he had quite a few female admirers. Is he still alive? Like, is he still I, alive? I think in so. Jail? Yeah. Right. I know. Uh, what's his name? Died. Uh, uh, what's his name? Raider. Dennis Raider. Did he really? The be- the Burger King BTK killer. <laughs> wow. That's when did that happen? I don't know. Maybe he's not dead. I don't know. I don't feel that he is. I think I would know if he was dead. No, he's still alive. <sighs> Somebody died recently. Oh. Eddie Van Halen. Yes. <laughs> Has nothing to do with serial killers, but... some No, somebody... Some, one of the serial killers died recently. One of the currently incarcerated serial killers died recently. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. 
Hey, you know how uh, 25 years ago to this date, you guys went and saw <laughs> Goldeneye? <laughs> yes. You know that uh, giant uh, like satellite at the end of it? Mm-hmm. It sunk into the ground. Did it? Yeah, it collapsed. The, it's, I believe it's the same one, the one in Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, wow, that's funny. I guess. Um. Yeah, I you know we actually so obviously Carol and I didn't see Goldeneye twenty five years ago, but you and I did. You, me, I think Bill, the the regular gang went and saw it. I know I didn't want to see it, but uh, I think Bill really wanted to see it for some reason. Bill's like, oh, let's do this, you know. And I actually liked it at the time because I I remember thinking like I don't really like James Bond movies. I've seen a couple. I never really got into them. And then I saw this, and I was like, oh, this is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. But it does not hold up. Oh, does it? it does it not? I remember I still liked it. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. I had never seen really any uh, James Bond movies before then. Mm. And obviously the game was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, the, the it's just, it's very, I don't know, it's not my kind of thing. Like, uh, at one point I st- kind of stopped paying attention to it for like 15 minutes, and then I looked up, and I was like, oh, I didn't miss anything. It's the end of the chase scene. <laughs> yeah, I thought that and uh, the second one with Pierce Brosnan, Tomorrow Never Dies, were pretty okay, but it, it went very downhill after that. Tomorrow Never Dies is the one with Terry Hatcher, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like Terry Hatcher. But Richard Ramirez is dead, by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Rest See, in peace. L- look at, listen to this. Um this uh, resume serial killer serial rapist and burglar <laughs> that's hey, what was really into that's what into you're going burglary. with that's what you're going with last is burglar i mean this guy's a real jerk not the worst thing he did he actually committed a lot of his rapes to murders uh in the course of his burglary career wow he had a really fucked up uh i mean no shock to anyone but like i guess when he was really young like uh he had a cousin that was in vietnam and he would like bring home like he showed him all these pictures like mm. he'd show him a picture of like him like with this woman he was having sex with mm-hmm. and like he showed him a picture of like this one like beheaded oh wow yeah, and like, and the guy kept like a gun, like in his fridge. And one day, his like, uh, his wife like was like, uh, they had a lot of issues, obviously. And he just took it out and just killed his wife right in front of Richard Ramirez. Holy shit! Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. He did get married in prison to Doreen Leoy. He died of uh, B cell lymphoma. So. Oh jeez. That's the bad lymphoma. I guess. <laughs> I think they're all bad. Yeah, lymphoma's not, uh, there is no good lymphoma. Um, 13 counts of murder, 5 counts of attempted murder, 11 counts of sexual assault, and 14 counts of burglary. It was actually, uh, like, they had his, they, they somehow figured out who he was, and they, like, posted his picture in the newspaper, and, like, actually, like, a people, like, some, like, Hispanic neighborhood in, like, uh, you know, in Los Angeles saw him, and they, they basically, like, were going to kill them until the police showed up. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What the hell does that mean? High Bristophilia. Is that like a love of criminals? I'm not really sure. Let's see. I, maybe it's, I think a lot of people who marry like these people are like really like, they supposedly come from like abusive, like, you know, uh, 
childhoods and like they think violence is like power, etc. Oh my god, listen to this. Who has this? And how do I meet him? No, um hybristophilia is a paraphilia in which sexual arousal, facilitation, and attainment of orgasm are responsive to and contingent upon being with a partner known to have committed an outrage, cheating, lying, known infidelities, or crimes such as rape or murder. What about burglary? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how high, that, how high that's up on the list. but uh, Rape, eh. Murder, eh. What? You burgled someone? Ooh. Are you a The hamburger is like in all these fucking crazy letters. <laughs> the hamburger definitely has groupies. Even though he obviously skips leg day because he has the thinnest legs in the world. For that, the, they they the, want that special sauce. <laughs> yeah. The body to leg ratio is out, out, outrageous on him. That's an outrage. Yeah. But yeah, that's how the the his section of, on romantic relationship, that's how that starts. See also hybristophilia. So if you ever have a quiz show thing and you want to if you're if you ever on Quizzeners, the game show. Um they should do like hey, art or uh <laughs> hey, uh if you're listening, uh Hallie, Justin, um do one on on phobias if i actually think they did already but do another one do one on really weird ones like that who oh oh the the quiz quiz and hers yeah see i thought you were talking about justin bieber and his wife yeah justin bieber isn't that or not isn't that her name like something baldwin Haley? maybe it's Haley baldwin is she a baldwin yeah not the good ones but the other the stephen baldwin's uh daughter (laughs) Not the good ones. Uh, let's see. It's a, it's a Bloodhound Gang lyric. It's about the state of Pennsylvania. They say we are Baldwin brothers, not the good one, but the others. <laughs> nice. I really, I really liked them. Uh, uh, Justin and Hallie. They were, they were a lot of fun. They were. Haley Rhoda, or no Road. Haley Rhoda. Rhoda, huh? Haley Rhoda. Yeah, Haley Rhoda uh, from the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Bieber is an American model, media personality, and socialite. She's 24. Her birthday was November 22nd. Happy birthday, Haley. Uh, Let's see. She's modeled for Ralph Lauren, Guess, and Tommy Hilfiger, and she is the daughter of Stephen Baldwin and niece of Alec Baldwin. I love how they have to add. (laughs) They need to get Alec Baldwin in there for anyone to care. Well, to be fair, what's the last Stephen Baldwin movie you've seen, mm. aside from uh, The Usual Suspects? Let's see. Was he in that one, the barbed wire one with, uh, with what's her name? Lori Petty? Or no, no, uh, Pamela Anderson? Yeah, not, not Tanker. I'm not sure. But he was in, he was in Biodome. Was, he, was it Billy Baldwin that was in that movie with Cindy Crawford? You ever use a camera or a gun? No, it's just like a camera. Point and shoot. Yes, Billy Baldwin. <laughs> Do you know there's an Adam Baldwin who is of no relation to the other Baldwins? Oh, interesting. Not really. Uh, Not unless you like fucking Stargate. Let's see. The last movie, or the last... 
I, this isn't a movie, but the la- oh, this is television. The last television thing that he was in was called All Star Celebrity Apprentice in 2013. Was he an intern? Yeah, apparently. Let's see. He was not born on the 4th of July. Why? Hey, do you think he's... I mean, I'm guessing he's pro-Trump since he was on The Apprentice. I think he is, yeah. I think he's the Republican in the Baldwin family. He was also in Half-Baked. He played MacGyver. Was he? He, he was the MacGyver smoker. Oh, I don't recall that at all. Although, I'd like when they did that thing at the beginning, where it's just like there are a bunch of different kinds of pop. Yeah, yeah, with like John uh, Stewart and mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Willie Nelson, uh, Snoop Dogg, Stephen Baldwin, <laughs> famous drug aficionados. Do you ever look at a dollar bill on weed? <laughs> I think for a while Stephen Baldwin was just like cranking out those like uh, directed DVD movies, and he would get like a million dollars per or something like that. Oh, good for him. Yeah, I mean, take it if you can get it. Yeah. He was in the least of these, the Graham Staines story. That's the last oh, wow. thing he's done, whatever. Who the fuck is Graham Staines? It's kind of messed up when the more famous person uh, plays a lesser famous person. But I right. guess it's often the case, right? It's based on the true story of Graham Staines, an Australian missionary working in India helping lepers. Yeah, that's how I think he's like very religious now. So that makes a lot of sense. So he says something like, uh, Hey, hey, your arms come off. We're going to have to beam it to Asgard. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that is dialogue directly. This happened to Tyre. <laughs> you, you, know, you know who should have played Graham Staines instead of Stephen Baldwin? Yahoo Series. Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> What's that fucker up to? I don't know. Uh, the, your wife uh, sent us something a while ago about how um, they were doing a like a they were having another like a screening a screening of a young Einstein or whatever the fuck it was called. What was that uh, called? Australian Einstein. Einstein rock and invents rock and roll dot com. Young Einstein. Yep. There you go. You know what's funny is I actually was going to joke about this. I was going to say, I wonder if he sued uh, the the you know website Yahoo, but he did. <laughs> oh, great. It's not like they got that hey. from Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> so he tried to sue them for trademark infringement, but it was thrown out because he couldn't prove that he sells products or services under the name Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, like I said, I mean, he got... He got that fake name from Gulliver's Tra- Travels, and so did the website. That's it. Here's a, here's his filmography: Young Einstein, 1988; Reckless Kelly, 1993; Mr. Accident, 2000. He's in three movies. Oh my god! Really? That's it? An easy actor, director, writer, and producer of all of them. How does he survive? I don't know. He's the poor Australian's Orson Welles. Yeah, and I guess he made an appearance as himself in three different movies. So totally, he's in six movies. Oh, wow. Uh, two of which are documentaries. He must be charging people to use his billabong or something. I don't know. Yeah, he's rich in Vegemite and Chunder. There you go. He's got uh, he's He's got a stake in Bovril. 
That's it. That's an, he's in, it's an English thing. Though. He's in the, he's in the, he's in the Wikipedia category, living people from New South Wales. No, oh, well, there you go. That's the dream to get into the and, living people from New South Wales category. Yeah. And Australian film directors. Oh, that's good. Australia has a decent film industry. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Uh, George Miller. Acula? Yeah, Dr. Acula. Dr. George Miller uh, is from Australia, I think, right? I don't know. He did the, the Mad Mix movies. Oh, hey, uh, are you excited that Mank is coming out this Friday? I am. I'm going to watch it. Or we'll talk about it. David Fincher on Orson Welles. That'll be interesting. Yep. He, you know, who else is from uh, New South Wales? Hmm. John A. Campbell, lumber executive. <laughs> Yahoo Serious is right beside a lumber executive in Wikipedia. And also Peter Lynch. No, not the uh, famous stockbroker, but the mining engineer. Oh, nice. The stuff that he did with mining engineering changed lives. Probably. Yeah. What about what about Fiona Smith whip <laughs> whipcracker? Is, is the description what? She just cracks a whip for a living. A competitive whip maker and, and competitive whipcracker. What? What? How? The twelve time Australian ladies whipcrack whipcracking. Australia, whip-cracking what are you doing? Uh, Throw yourselves about, uh, into the ocean. What? You're a couple you're about a hundred years too late up Australia. <laughs> what, what do you judge whip cracking on? The sound? Like to, tonality? That's a good question. Is it tonality? Is it strength? Are you trying to you're trying to crack the whip on a, a, a soft pear or a banana or something? Whip cracking is the act of producing a cracking sound through the use of a whip. <laughs> <laughs> Australia, so, you fucking suck. So they they li- <laughs> they line up a bunch of kangaroos, and whichever one can make the kangaroo jump the highest, that's the winner. <laughs> Hold on, here's the, here's the target routines: target cutting, object wrapping, object moving slash manipulation, and the cracking routines are cracking patterns and cracking with two whips. Oh my god. So you're doing like songs with whips, cracking patterns. It says in cracking routines, the judging criteria are the presentation and making audible cracks in prescribed moments. (laughs) Making audible cracks. Listen to that crack pattern. It's Morse code for kill me now. (laughs) This is the best part. Underneath this is North America. Whip cracking is also a popular sport and hobby in North America. Where? No, it's not. <laughs> Especially in the United States. No, it's not. <laughs> where? Where is there a high Australian population in the United States? That's the it's only It's funny place. you ask because according to this, since the mid-2000s, whip cracking performances have become increasingly prevalent at Renaissance fairs, rodeos, cruise ships, and many other venues. You're all the good places. Yeah, cruise ships. I can see that for sure. <laughs> What the fuck? And deep and, and the best part it's popular at Devo concerts. <laughs> and the best part is in the sea also. This is the whip cracking uh entry in Wikipedia. It says see Fiona Wilkesmith from New South Wales. 
The only one <laughs> famous for it at all. Yes. Well, she's a 12-time champion. Yeah. She's forced everyone, they... else, everyone else out of whip-cracking. I like how they separate even whip-cracking into male and females. Like, you know, women just can't crack that whip like men can't. <laughs> Uh, if you ask my wife, she can uh, crack that rip whip uh, much better than me. You know what I mean? Do you th- I don't know if you've ever heard this, but supposedly, like, uh, wherever the Good Williams is, is it Venus, Serena? I don't know. Mm. Uh, I think it's the second planet from the sun. That's the good <laughs> right, Venus. But, right, but I mean, they're both good, but the, the really good one, apparently, like, when she, when she practices, she practices with, like, a... A one hundredth ranked, like you know, male tennis player who mm-hmm. like gives her a competitive, like you know, match. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I wonder, I wonder if there really is such a <laughs> such a gender difference in whip cracking, right? Because as you pointed out, uh, one of the sexes should be much better. Yeah, absolutely. They're much more practiced at it. I'll be in the doghouse. <laughs> Come see me. Um, yeah, cracking whips. That's excellent. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, that is our episode for the night, Mike. Anything else you want to tell the people before we got a people out of here? Um, no, I should probably avoid that topic entirely. All right. Sounds good. Well, we will see you all next week. Have a good day. Bye. See you next time.